Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. And now, welcome and thank you for joining us. Delighted to be spending our Saturday with you, upcoming uh, holiday week, so we're all looking forward to that. If you want to reach us, you can get us on Twitter at, uh, I am at Real Mark Cohen, Marsha is at Marsha Collier, and our Facebook page, which is computerandtechnologyradio.com. And Marsha, more importantly, out, yeah. more importantly, if you're listening on Twitter to our live stream, thank you, producer Kurt, for handling that. Yes, um, we have archives that will be posted next week on iTunes, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and, of course, on at WS Radio Networks. So yeah, we I've... look forward to having you listen to our show. We love having and you. And if you've got nothing to do on Thanksgiving weekend, just we got about 500 shows up there, feel free to listen to them all and report back to us. Yeah, so, and um, hashtag your tweets, Tech Radio, because I'm following yes. that during the show. Please do that. So, uh, so a little quieter week for us out in Southern California. So uh, that was, uh, you know, a little bit better. Sorry, I missed the show last week, an hour before, as I'm sure Marcia told you, the power went out. On, but didn't my you studio. listen to the show? Uh, yeah, well, I always listen to the show, and I listen yeah, to well. it in the archives as well. You know, so uh, things yeah. are good. Yeah, I lost my power about an hour before the show last week, so that was an interesting development. But uh, other than that, things are okay. And how are you? I'm getting through the day here. Uh, lots going on in technology, and uh, it's great because people have been tweeting me stories all week, which has been fun. I want to say hi to Uncle Bill. Good to see you. Jim Katzman, Linda Sherman Gordon, um, Event Net Guide. Thank you for listening into the show. And yeah, uh, thank you, Producer Wade, for putting it all together. Yes, Wade. So before you tell this next story, Marsha, were you a fan of the Twilight Zone? Yeah, of course. Doesn't everybody? Okay. So do you do you remember an episode of The Twilight Zone where a guy had a wife and it was this lovely marriage and then they started to fight and they didn't get along. So he went into his safe and he opened the safe and there was a like a tape of the old tape recorder machines and he burned up the tape and the woman disappeared and he dictated into his voice recorder now i want a blonde you know five foot seven blah 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 <laughs> okay so i don't know if you remember that one it was uh, it was an excellent episode so now tell us about the story of the guy mirroring a computer software well no this is even better this is a hologram and um i got this from one of our listeners during the week mark avgi and he listens every week and it was a great story and I tweeted it this morning, and the responses from the people were hysterical. It seems a man in Japan married a hologram. Hmm. Uh, now, yeah. a hologram is not something you can touch or anything <laughs> you can feel. It is computer-generated, and it's a projected image. Okay? He mm -hmm. married this woman, uh, this mm -hmm. hologram, in an $18,000 ceremony with 40 guests um, I mean it uh, yeah <laughs> yeah I, well first of all why did it cost eighteen thousand dollars I mean what well you, you have a good on? wedding you have a good wedding I, mean, I guess I mean I guess my wedding cost a bunch yeah you have like, guests yeah. and the whole thing so yeah. um, anyway he married Hatsune Miku which mm -hmm. is a computer-generated hologram 
and he just fell in love with her, and uh, it, he wanted to be married to a persona of a big-eyed 16-year-old pop, pop star with long aqua-colored hair. Mm -hmm. um, it's based on a voice synthesizing program by media firm Krypton Future Media. And they did not comment when contacted by Reuters to ask what, what's up here. <laughs> so the hologram recognizes the man's face and voice with its embedded camera and microphone so it can respond with simple phrases and sing him songs. So, okay, so he, I, well, yeah. All right, so question number one. On a scale of one to ten, how creepy is this? Twelve. Number one. He, yeah. <laughs> it's particularly creepy because he's 35 and she's 16. Forget the fact that she's not real. But <laughs> she doesn't some... even have a body, for God's sake. I understand. I understand. <laughs> but he's 35, she's 16. At least if you're going to do this, make her closer to your own age and of legal consent. I mean, just so creepy. Um, well, the I, I ceremony included like... included the exchange of wedding rings. Now, the wife's uh -huh. ring was placed on a finger of a stuffed doll shaped in her image. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, now, that's the, the creepy part is he was among 3,700 Japanese who signed up for marriage registration forms offered by tech developer Gatebox in 2017, enabling mm -hmm. them to wed their favorite virtual characters. Although okay. the ceremonies really have no legal standing, but it makes him feel happy. I mean, and there was a when movie he, like this. When he comes about home from work, yeah. it greets yeah. him and hello, you know. Yeah, no, there was a movie. I don't know. Maybe some or listeners will remember it, but there was a movie very similar to this, where the guy fell in love with his artificial intelligence, and she had a, a I don't know if it was holographic image. I don't remember now, but yeah. By the way, welcome uh, Valencia, and thank you for welcoming me back this week. Um, yeah, that's creepy. The whole story is creepy. And <laughs> I, but if you want sorry. a real laugh, take a look at some of the responses to the tweet when I shared it this morning. It was hysterical. I love. Yeah. I love the internet. It's great. <laughs> hey, you know what? I thought of a really great holiday gift. You know, you know, we got Thanksgiving, we got Christmas, we got coming up. What would happen if some really well-known author gave some kind of book special offer? Do you know anything anybody that's doing that? Funny you should mention that. Really? If, Is there something? <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're wondering what to give your parents or some older people in your life who may not be social media savvy or may enjoy Facebook or a little afraid of using Facebook because they're scared of privacy and all that, um, if you pre-order my Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for Seniors for Dummies, which you can find on uh, Amazon right now, Mm -hmm. uh, just DM me on Twitter with a scan of your pre-order receipt and your email address, and I will send a confirmation to you and mail out a personal hol Happy Holidays card mm. to the recipient, you know, welcoming them to the Internet. How sweet. <laughs> and by the yeah, way, you know, I, I want to mention, because you, you talk about this book a lot as being it's, it's meant for seniors. But you know what? If you are not a senior, if you're 18 years old or you're 20 years old or you're 22 years old, and you don't understand anything about computers or technology or anything, 
you don't have to be, you know, a senior. Or to read social book. media. Yeah, social media is a, is a thing. And there's something in there I know that you'd like in the Instagram section. It's 12 tips on how to take a selfie for those over 40. Now, you'll be over yeah, 40 really soon. So you'll be able to take advantage of that. That's, I mean, I think that's great. When I, 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 I mentioned I had hosted Annie Leibowitz, the world-famed photographer, uh, last week at Distinguished Speakers. And I almost, I wanted to ask her if we could take a selfie on stage, because I thought, how cool is this? Uh, selfie with myself and Annie Leibowitz. Well, apparently it turns out she hates selfies. So... Uh, as well, with good reason. With good reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of fun. She did. I will say it's interesting, though. I did ask her about cameras and things, and she does still use film. She uses, still yep. uses a 35 millimeter yep. camera. She does use digital, and she actually does use her iPhone to take pictures. Well, I do she... have to tell you, I think smartphones have come so far. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't tell you about this, but we're planning a trip to Ar- to the Arctic in February. Ooh, and fun. Yeah, so above the Arctic Circle, and I'm going to want to photograph the Aurora Borealis. And right. all of these websites say, no, 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 you have to take a uh, SLR camera. And I say, no, 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 because we're only allowed 14 pounds worth of luggage to go north of the Arctic Circle. We have to yep. leave all of our luggage in Fairbanks. So Bring we're a taking a couple smart yeah, smartphones. <laughs> And yeah. uh, Huawei is going to send me the Mate 20, which is the most advanced yeah, camera on I the market. Yeah, I keep reading about that. So, uh, yeah, when it gets here, you know how it is. But yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> they Come have till February. They have till <laughs> February. So, yeah. but that's going to be interesting. And I went over all the settings with some professional photographers, and we're going to be start starting to practice night photography Fun. in the city. So that's going to be a real story. That's going to be a tech radio special when I get back. Yeah, and I will tell you, this is an, I, I have some recollection that you have something similar to what I'm about to say. When I was talking to Annie on stage, I said, you know, I was when I was a kid, I was a news photographer, and I actually did a little shooting of modeling photography. And I said, and I started with my Minolta SRT 101 camera. She goes, that was my very first camera. <laughs> so... She went a little farther with the photography thing than I did, but we both started yeah. with the same camera. And I remember. Yeah, meanwhile, you I saw something. the crappy picture of the two of you. You did post online, and no offense, you could have gotten better when a cropped it better. <laughs> well, she wasn't actually the one that took the picture. Yeah, I know, I so, know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was fun. Uh, that was a lot of fun uh, going on. And uh, anyway, so order, yeah, order Marsha's book. You can get that. Uh, so yeah, tell us I again where you can get out. Tweeted out a link. It's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for seniors. And there's a lot of fun stuff in there that you're really going to enjoy, even if you're active on social media now. Because I know, like, even my editor says, I just can't figure out Instagram. It just, well, this book will tell you what, what makes <laughs> there it you fun. Go. There but you speaking go. of fun online, yeah. I found a new account on Twitter, mm-hmm. which is making my heart feel good. It seems the John F. Kennedy Library... Mm-hmm. started a new account, and it's a verified account, verified mm-hmm. from the dead, at yep. John F. Kennedy on Twitter. Wow. That's I cool. like this. I like this account so much that I get uh, notifications on my phone every time it tweets. Because, you know, we forget how much wisdom there was in the day of John F. Kennedy. Oh, gosh. And, yeah. and you know... Yes, he was a Democrat, but he was very middle of the road. He was very progressive in some ways, and he was conservative in others. And his words are really important. So the Twitter account is at John F. Kennedy, 
And I think it's great. And I definitely recommend anybody follow this account. Yeah, he had so many so many things that he said that are so memorable. Right uh, you and know, wise. Ask not what you can do for your country. Ask what you, or ask not what your country can do for you. What you can do for your country. And that was, you know, they just had some great stuff in there. So how often do they tweet? Uh, three, four times a day. Nothing today. Nothing on the weekend. So it's okay yeah. to have the notifications go to your phone now. Speaking of th- something a lot more shallow, which is yeah. just up my alley. So, <laughs> do you ever go to McDonald's? Uh, I it, when I'm at the Laker game, if I really, really, really want to be bad, I'll have a McFlurry. But beyond that, I don't ever eat at McDonald's. Okay, well, I do go to McDonald's because they have improved their menu, and mm-hmm. I always get a Coca-Cola, okay. and it's always tasted better at McDonald's, and I could never figure out why. And Please now here is, we've got the technology behind why Coca-Cola tastes better at McDonald's. Okay. All right. What okay. Is- Restaurants normally get soda syrups in plastic bags. I'm sure you've seen them behind the soda. Oh machine. yeah, of course, right. Sure. But Coca-Cola packages this packages them differently for McDonald's. They get their Coke syrup delivered in stainless steel tanks. And according to the New York Times, by being in stainless steel, the material keeps the soda fresher and your tongue can taste the difference. Okay. So once the syrups reach the restaurant, soda, the syrup, and water, now the water goes through at McDonald's proper filtration methods. Okay. Which, yeah, I don't think that happens at Taco Bell, but, <laughs> you know, proper filtration methods and gets pre-chilled before going into the soda fountain, which is interesting because I've noticed you don't need a lot of ice in a Coca-Cola at McDonald's. Right. Um, other pa- places rely on the dispenser itself to chill lukewarm water, but McDonald's uses insulated tubes to deliver the liquid from the fridge to the fountain, keeping the liquid as chilled as possible, which gives it that great flavor. But that's not all. Cold water is also better for the carbonation. Mm. As soda warms up, the CO2 wants to escape quicker. So because the water is kept so cold at McDonald's, the gas doesn't escape and you maintain your fizz in the soda. So there you go. Um, Instead of, you know... They really care about your Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't drink soda, so I won't know the answer to this. But I do wonder sometimes. You know, do you drink bottled water? I mean, uh, you, yes, do you have lot, like a sparklets a machine at home or something? I have a five-gallon uh, Arrowhead spring water at the house. Okay, so so I have the same thing. So I, as often as possible, try to drink spring water and bottled water yeah. and everything. But you know, we all go to restaurants, right? You ever wonder where the water that they serve you on the oh, table? Oh, always. Comes from? Well, that's what this story told me is that you know, it comes out of the spigot in the back. But yeah. uh, one recommend recommendation for you and anybody else who wants a great, reasonably priced holiday gift: try a Soda Stream. Put your good quality oh, yeah. water into a soda stream. We do that here yeah, that's for good. our carbonated water. The, yeah, you, you can get. You buy, yeah. yeah, you can get them as as inexpensively as forty dollars. Oh yeah. And yeah. you can make your own soda at home, and you can add lemon juice, or I add uh, cranberry juice, or you can make your own delicious soda at home. So I, that's a great holiday gift for. Almost yeah, anyone. we had them on the air a, a few years ago. They sent me a machine yep. to test, and it's good. It's actually very good. Uh, all right, so in, in the area of 
creepy and disgusting stories. I guess that's what our lead well, story is. Well, the thing is, I've week. talked about how I feel about GoFundMe in the past. So yes, you have. This yeah. just made me feel so, you know, yeah, I knew all I mean, along. But go ahead. An, all right. So a New, a New Jersey couple um, and a homeless man were charged for su- extremely successfully setting a crowdfunding campaign. They raised over $400,000. Uh, New Jersey couple Caitlin McClure and Mark D'Amico created the GoFundMe campaign in November of 2017, saying homeless veteran Johnny Bobbitt Jr. had given his last $20 to McClure for gas after his car broke down. The now, let's stop re- right here. Let's stop yeah. right here. After his car, yeah, right. Wait, let's <laughs> yeah. stop here. First yeah. of all, homeless guy has 20 bucks. Right. He couldn't have given her five bucks for gasoline. You know, I questioned that the first moment right. I heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to exactly. give you every penny I have so you can fill up your tank. Well, <laughs> Like five dollars yeah. wouldn't do it, right? <laughs> exactly. So what did they do? So Caitlin and Mark created the GoFundMe campaign, uh, and their target goal was $10,000. They said the money would be used to help Bob it with his rent, a vehicle, and up to six months of living expense. In the next two weeks, the campaign went viral, was shared by media online, U.S., internationally, except the whole thing was predicated on a lie. Apparently, less than an hour after the GoFundMe campaign went live, McClure said in a text exchange that he stated the story about Bobbitt was completely made up. They were charged with theft by deception, that's one I've never heard of before, and conspiracy to commit theft by deception. Uh, they were surrendered to authorities and then released. More than 14,000 donors contributed $403,000 during 1917's holiday campaign. They say all the money will get back to the people. We'll see. Um, and they do. They claim, the spokesman for GoFundMe says, campaigns with misuse make up less than one-tenth of one percent of all campaigns. Don't know if that's true or not. I'm just repeating what he says. They have a zero-tolerance policy for fraudulent behavior. If fraud occurs, donors get refunded, and we work with law enforcement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point is, are they going to refund it? They say maybe they'll refund it. This is just plain fraud, and you really need, you know, I get GoFundMe requests all the time. Right. All the time. Me too. I mean, I'm getting them to the point where mm, I'm going into the hospital, and I might maybe need some extra help, and I really, really have a high deductible on my insurance. Would you give me money? No, not my job to pay your deductible on your insurance. No, exactly. (laughs) I mean, have you ever looked into, because we talked about, you uh, you know, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Crowd, uh, uh, the... What the crowdfunding said. Right, right. Yeah, how many of those have you ever looked into, researched, uh, how many of those products ever actually come to market? Well, I have funded three. Mm -hmm. One I got after a year. One I got after three years. (laughs) <laughs> so, One of those was in the stand-up it, desk, wasn't it? Yeah, and it, it's yep. pretty impressive, I have to admit. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. And then what about the go. last one? Still waiting? The last one I got right away, so that was oh. not a problem. Okay, so they actually did. The, the three you did actually did come out. I just wonder how many don't actually come out. Yeah. Uh, I, I would assume a lot. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. just not a big fan. But, you know, I'm not a millennial. So what can I say? Yeah. All right. Creepiness. How creepy or insecure are smart devices? Well, Mozilla 
you know, our pals who do uh, Firefox yep. did a uh, post on how creepy or how secure certain smart devices are. Right. And I thought it was kind of interesting. They produced a handy resource ranking of 70 of the latest items that went from Amazon Echoes to uh, to everything, a Spiro, yeah. a Fitbit, yeah. a Nest thermostat. And if you go to the page, and I'll tweet it out so you can uh, take a look at it, but um, most of them were just plain creepy. And, you know, I'm not going to go through all of them, but right, even yeah, Internet was... teddy bears. Um, you know, like, for example, the uh, Nintendo Switch got an A-OK. Um, let me see. The Beeline Smart Bike Compass got an A-OK. The Amazon Kindle. Mm, No, not so much. much. (laughs) I mean, it's a good thing, but it, it, you know, it didn't win the privacy thing. Now, the Philips Hue Smart Light Kit did not win the privacy award. And, uh, you know, it, it can spy on you, has a camera. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, it doesn't have a camera. Uh, it has no microphone, doesn't location track, but what does it know about you? You'd be surprised. Yeah. Um, it all depends. I will share the story online, but if you're listening in the archives, just Google Shop Safe This Holiday Season, and it's from foundation.mozilla.org, and I'll share it. I was right happy now. to see that the new Apple Watch and the yeah. iPad met their minimum standards so you know glad to see that uh because yeah. i use those a lot uh but the, yeah as you say there were a lot of stuff that didn't and uh, and it's worth going through this list if you're security minded as i well i'm paranoid as hell so you know there's that <laughs> yeah yeah you are oh, you are more paranoid than most so uh if it yeah. passes the marcia test then we're okay um, yeah and right. i trust mozilla even though i don't like always using Firefox, but there you yeah. go. Sharing okay. it now. All right. So uh, Google, uh, apparently Google holiday traffic reports. I, I, I have a lot of issues with things like this. So, so tell us what you found. Well, I use Google when I'm going anywhere. I don't leave the house. The other night I was meeting someone for drinks um, in Beverly Hills. And I know that the traffic is a nightmare. So I go to right. Google and they can predict how the traffic is going to be. So Google has predicted when the worst traffic will be on your trips for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I'll tweet about it later, but it's a report specifically for Thanksgiving that shows the busiest, busiest times for travel. Now, what you can do is you can go to, uh, let me see, I'm I'm looking for the link, Mark. So the busiest periods before and after the holiday, you'll find mm. it blog.google. Okay. Um, I will tweet it out. But it's on the Google blog, and the name of the story is Don't Be a Turkey. Use Google Maps <laughs> to avoid traffic and crowds this Thanksgiving. And it will show you how to beat the traffic. Uh, it seems some of the worst cities for holiday traffic are going to be Philadelphia, Cleveland, Detroit. 
Raleigh, Washington, D.C., Minneapolis, Sacramento. Seems the people from Los Angeles, we are way down on the level. We, we sit home. Screw it. Wow. <laughs> right? Yeah, because we, yeah. we have so much traffic, so we never go anyplace. Right, uh, and where yeah. the crowds are during Thanksgiving. Uh, bakeries on Wednesdays, grocery stores pretty much all through the week. Liquor stores peak um, Wednesday, Wednesday uh, mid on the around 3 p.m. Movie yep. theaters peak on Black Friday between noon and midnight. Shopping centers stay busy all the time. So, you know, it gives you a few tips. So I recommend go to the Google blog, look up Don't Be a Turkey, use Google Maps to avoid traffic and crowds this Thanksgiving. Well, you know, speaking of movie theaters, because I wanted, you know, I really want, I'm anxious to see the new Creed, the new uh, Rocky film. And yep. they're opening it on Thanksgiving Day. And my wife did yep. not like the idea of blowing off our Thanksgiving dinner with the family to go see Rocky. So that, that kind of annoyed me a little bit. But, yeah, I think that's interesting. They're opening a big movie on Thanksgiving Day. Well, you know what I found interesting? They did a study, and I, I tweeted about it earlier this week. And it seems that people would much prefer that they did not have the stores open on Thanksgiving. People would hmm. prefer to stay home with their families on Thanksgiving. Well, it makes sense. But it, it seems that, uh, that uh, people, they don't care. Stores okay. just want to make money. Yeah, and girls just want to have fun. That's um, about it. <laughs> okay, so do, do, do you use Waze at all? Uh, I have used Waze, but I'm really not a crazy traffic you know, person. I'm mm -hmm. not out there running, and I will not leave the house when I know the traffic is bad. But I right. do know that a lot of the people, now Waze is owned by Google. Right. So right. you're going to have some of the information that you find on Google Maps, but Waze is crowdsourced. It's provided in real time by other nearby drivers who use the app. So in other words, if you have the app on the phone, uh, for example, in Los Angeles, it has data from 50,000 other drivers. <laughs> right. So it can tell you when there's an accident, um, when there's a speed trap where the cheapest gas prices are on your way home. So what you need to do is you download the Waze app. It's available for iPhone or Android. Set up your account and log in. I mean, heck, Google knows where you are anyway. So to navigate, you just speak the destination by tapping the red microphone. Or you can, you know, also say to find parking or gas and alternate routes to go places. So take a look at the Waze app. Download it. I bet you it'll make your life better. Yeah, it took me an hour and a half extra using Waze to the World Series last year. Not using it anymore. <laughs> we'll be Not right back. It. They'll go away. <laughs> this is Marsha Collier with Mark Cohen on WS Radio. We're the worldwide leader in Internet talk. See you in two of two on Twitter. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. You take your smartphone almost everywhere you go. Now WSRadio.com can be there, too. Search WS Radio in the Play Store for your Android devices or iTunes for Apple and download the WS Radio application. WSRadio.com. On your phone and in your ear, everywhere you go. Download the WS Radio application. Do it now. It's very easy. WSRadio.com. 
I've heard this is like one of the best pizza spots in town. Yes, it is. I'll do a slice of pepperoni, slice of vegetarian. You got it. And I will pay for all of that in three days. In three days? <laughs> What's that mean? Well, wait, you accept credit cards. That money's not going to hit your account for three days anyway. I need my money quicker. At Chase, we hear you. With Express Funding, card payments are in your Chase account the next business day. Go to chase.com slash express funding. Chase for business, so you can. Compensated participation. All businesses are subject to credit approval. Not all clients are eligible for next business day funding and additional terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. You've heard me talking about Progressive Medical Center. They have helped me feel my best. And Dr. Goley, tell us a little bit about integrative medicine. Why is that such a big deal at Progressive Medical Center, and how can that make me feel better? Integrative medicine is just good medicine. It's combining the best of traditional medicine, nutritional medicine, natural medicine, and really helping the patient get to the root cause so they can take control of their health and really make an impact to improve not only their energy, their vitality, and just their overall outlook on their health and their life. I procrastinate for a long time before I finally made an appointment. So why should someone not delay and go ahead and get set up and come see you guys? Any journey begins with that first step. And that first step means making a decision to recognize that there's something wrong with you. Whether you have fatigue, inappropriate weight gain, not sleeping well, not concentrating, all of these issues, you can get to the root cause. So many of us here at The Fish have gotten help from Progressive Medical Center. So why don't you find out more from them today? Go to ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. This is your life. Live it well. Education, industry experts, back to the basics. Is your company using the Internet of Things to its fullest potential? Enlist the Peggy Smedley Institute and its team of experts to create a customized plan for how to apply the IoT to your specific needs. Learn everything you need to know to achieve tangible business outcomes in today's digital economy. Contact us at 630-933-0844 at 630-933-0844 or visit learnitiot.com. Tired of presentations with no impact, no inspiration, and no traction? Do dull speakers have you and your team disengaged and distracted by smartphones? Christopher McAuliffe brings energy, insights, and two decades of experience delivered with punch, humor, and heart. Your team will leave energized, uplifted, and with a sense of purpose. Visit ChristopherMcAuliffe.com to bring some heat to your next speaking engagement. M-C-A-U-L-I-F-F-E. ChristopherMcAuliffe.com. 